Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode of our Ecom show today and I'm uh, here with Amaka Coleman who is the founder and CEO of Strands of Faith and uh, today he will, sorry, she will uh, share her story with us. Hey Amaka, how are you? I'm happy that we have you here today. Thank you, glad to be here. So tell us more about your story. How did you end up in the world of e-commerce? I guess you didn't uh, plan it when you were in high school or, you know, most people, they just hop into e-commerce and that's how they get started. Yeah, definitely wasn't planned. Um, I didn't think that I was going to end up in business at all, actually. Um, that was okay. my first path. Um, so it was kind of one of those things, you know, when I look back, hindsight, my career actually led me up to this point. Um, I had a career in clinical research prior to this. And so for me, when it came to uh, my business is Strands of Faith, uh, we manufacture and create um, products for um, texture hair. And uh, we launched in 2018. Well, launched to the public in 2018. Um, but yeah, before launching, I had no idea that I was going to start the business. Um, I share my journey on Instagram, sh- you know, showcasing different hairstyles with my hair. And then eventually it led me to making products in my kitchen um, to my goal was to create products for my hair that kept it moisturized over a long term period and um, to help with length retention. So made the products in my kitchen. Then I um, started, you know, selling on my e-commerce store and Mm -hmm. the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you started back in 2018, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if I'm correct, your brand is uh, especially for black women and mostly US, right? Um, Well, we ship worldwide. um, So Mm -hmm. we're um, global on the e-commerce side um, and our target audience is textured hair. So um, kinky, coily, wavy, coily hair, um, you know, dry hair types or any men and women actually who wants to. Okay. Even men. Okay. Uh, yep. Men too. Um, yeah. who want to focus on the overall health of their hair. All right. Because uh, just last week I, uh, I have a friend here in Europe and they had two guys, two young guys, and they have a hair care company but uh, it's only for women so uh, yeah they told me about the difference between the different hair types of different uh, people like right. blonde uh, red uh, black women asian women uh, and so on and so on and it was very interesting to hear but yeah. uh, in so in your case it's it's not based on that actually it's more about you know that the hair type like dry or or um that's your approach right right Mm-hmm. Yep. Dry textured hair. So yeah, it's our focus. Tell us more about how you could grow this uh, brand to the current level. How did you start out? You mentioned organic Instagram and then what was the next step? Um, so in the beginning, everything was mostly organic uh, with um, Instagram, Facebook and, you know, establishing own media with email marketing and collecting email address addresses and things like that. And then in 2019, that's when we started to run um, Facebook ads to kind of expand the exposure uh, from, you know, from the organic side. And from there, we've just been been intentional about, you know, growing the channel, the business. Yeah. Are you on TikTok, by the way? 
Yes, we just created a, a TikTok account and now we're looking to kind of get into TikTok more, um, build out a strategy there. So I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, TikTok is a, is a thing for sure nowadays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, YouTube or Google Ads, is it a thing for you or? Google, we have some Google ads running. We've um, dipped our toes in YouTube ads. Um, and that's something that we want to add, like, um, probably down the line a little more heavily. Um, so, but right now we're mostly Facebook, Instagram, and probably going to get into some TikTok. Okay. I Yeah, I think that's great that you diversify the, the source of your traffic, not just one channel. Yeah. I can see most of the brands, especially in beauty, hair care, fashion, they focus on Facebook ads and that's it. But yeah. And yeah, as you see with the iOS thing that shook up yeah. the world, you know, it's very good to be diversified just, you know, for those issues. Even though iOS pretty much affected every platform, I think it affected Facebook more heavily. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, diversification definitely helps out a lot. Yeah. And the other thing is email marketing mm -hmm. and uh, probably SMS marketing because right. you know you own the list and uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's harder yeah. to be hit by these uh, changes. And exactly. These yeah. yeah. Um, I know you follow a, a few e-commerce. Uh, I wouldn't say gurus because I don't like this word, but you know, uh, influencers or or smart people, let's say. I think that's the right word to use. Mm -hmm. Who are those who you really like and you follow them and you learned a lot from those people? Um, lately, I've been following um, Ezra Firestone. Mm -hmm. um, he is amazing. Just the systems and all the things that he's already put in place with his businesses um, and him being able to provide a framework so freely um, has been phenomenal <laughs> you know because i'm yeah. a, i'm a uh i'm a student by nature so anytime there's knowledge out there that someone is putting out i just soak it up um so i've definitely applied some of the principles and some of the things that he's you know um shown and they have been absolutely awesome um someone else is alex ramosi he's not really product space but i just love the gems and the tips that he you know throw out from the entrepreneur point of view yeah. um it's just so good. Like, you know, even when you listen to podcasts and other people who've been down the road, um, hearing their journey and all the things that they had to overcome and do, it, it makes you feel like you're not so much alone. You know, like you may not have those people in your inner space every day. You know, family and friends may not be entrepreneurs and they may not be able to relate. But just knowing that there are people out there who um, can relate is a yeah. Yeah, a guy seeing. And the last person, um, I'm not sure if you know of him, but um, his name is Gamal Kotner. Um, and he's doing some really good things in the e-commerce space. He recently, mm -hmm. last year, um, his brand got acquired. So his big thing is on kind of like um, helping entrepreneurs navigate those waters from that perspective. Um, so, yeah. So those are the three that I think of off top, like right now in this season um, for, you know, all the things that I'm focused on right now. Um, so yeah, they're all amazing. Yeah, I think Ezra Firestone, probably we don't have to introduce him to e-commerce uh, <laughs> listeners. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, he also has a beauty brand. 
Uh, Alex Hormozzi, I also follow him. I'm a huge fan. However, I have less time nowadays to watch his videos, but I read his book and uh, can highly recommend. Mm -hmm. um, just the other day, he posted a video about how he would uh, sell these, uh, no what's the name in English? Like nose, nose drills? I think. It's like, is it like a nose strip? Like for yeah, that nose strip. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, he just shot a video how he would build this company to eight figures selling only this one product. And I highly recommend this song because it was a genius. Like he, he just tagged a lot of business principles and uh, in the end it just became a wonderful business. So very interesting. And who was the who was the third person? Actually, I'm not familiar with that person. Um, Gamal Kotner. Um, okay. He had a his brand was kind of like men grooming, so they had like beer uh, beer oils and things mm -hmm. like that, mostly for kind of like the African American um, okay. niche market. Uh, and so yeah, they got acquired last year. Um, and he's just very knowledgeable um, in the e-commerce space as well. So you definitely should check him out. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about bootstrapping and uh, getting founded. Because in my podcast, I have guests from both sides. I actually had two guests who were in a shark tank. <laughs> and uh, they shared their stories and, you know, why they uh, went down in this route. But I know most of the businesses probably, they, they get bootstrapped. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are those business owners who are really proud of it. Russell Branson is one of them, and Alex Hormoz is another, mm -hmm. I think. Um, so why you pick this way, and uh, what do you think, what are the pros and cons? Whew, this is a topic I could talk about forever, because when you say, why did you pick it? I feel like for me, it wasn't really an option. Like, it wasn't something that I had a choice for. It was kind of like, okay, this is the this way or no way, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I started, I started with, um, say, a few per, uh, personal savings, um, personal credit cards, and then mm -hmm. I built that up. And then, of course, I was able just to get business credit and things like that. But initially for me, like with bootstrapping, um, outside of that being my only source, you know, not having family. I know some people can go and say, oh, let me borrow ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 to start this company. Mm -hmm. That was not my story. <laughs> um, and I'm sure going to a bank right out the gate with just a fresh idea, you know, wouldn't have been financed either. So I just kind of chose that route. And then my whole thing was I wanted the company's revenue to um, grow the company. So I re reinvested, reinvested, reinvested. Um, you know, I didn't pay myself until two years in. I was very intentional about that because with the business, in order for it to grow and thrive, like you, it needs money. It needs, you know, funding. Yeah. And so um, revenue was one good way for me to do that. And, you know, it's funny because now initially I used to always say, I want to build a debt free business. I don't want any debt. I just want, you know, it to be debt free. Uh, but the more you get into business, your mindset begins to change the more things you learn, because I realized that a lot of people aren't financing them, their business themselves. You know, they're using other people's money they're using you know mm -hmm. uh, financing from you know, other sources and so that was an eye-opening thing for me and then also unless you have like unlimited capital there's really no way you can scale to that point that you need to 
based on the budget that you bring to the table. It's like not possible, you know? Um, so now my mindset has changed a little bit and I'm more aware of the different things that's out there and the different options and everything. So I'm excited to see, you know, where this next level land, um, this next level take me, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really feel for you because I was in the same situation. Like I'm a first generation entrepreneur in my family yeah. and nobody wanted, uh, you know, funded me or anything like that. And, uh, you just, you have no option. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm even uh, happy about that, you know, in in hindsight, because when you have no option, you just you have to go and do your thing and yeah. learn and put in the work. So exactly every day you have to hustle, right? Yeah, that hustle. You yeah. have to have that. What they yeah. say, entrepreneurship is not for the faint at heart or the weak. Because listen, every day is going to challenge you on a new level. It's outside of a a work journey is really like a spiritual and a healing journey. Personally, yeah. you learn yeah. something about yourself and you have to, you just have to tweak and become a better version every day. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, uh, there was this option here in my state, in my country that uh, many entrepreneurs, they got some um, credit and I think there is zero percent interest on it. But and there are certain conditions and i just thought about it like what the hell i could do with the money like i'm not even smart enough <laughs> so yeah there are many companies i think startups where they get founded they get a lot of money but they have no idea what to do with that's it that's so nice so, and that's you know to that point which you're saying that and i say this all the time um you know a lot of Companies, when they start, they're like, oh, if I just had this amount of money, I can start. Um, but really, I don't think that for startups, a lack of funding is the issue. I mm -hmm. think um, once you get to yeah. grow and pass the proof of concept, it's an issue. But initially, if you don't have like that proof of concept and you don't know what's going to work and you haven't been through the trial and errors, then that money is just going to be blow through, like through testing and stuff like that. So I think, you know the best advice i usually give people when they're starting is to not look at the lack of funding initially as a mm -hmm. barrier but to yeah. get out there you know hustle make it work like nobody's gonna believe in you like you so you gotta put that exactly. vision to work and just do whatever you have to do to get it going once it's going um then if someone brings you some money you know exactly what to do with that money to to make a two three x return um to where it makes the most sense so that's that's what i think when it comes to funding on the startup yeah. side <laughs> yeah i can only agree yeah yeah um and let's talk about your future goals you so you started this company not a long time ago i talked to companies who started 20 30 years ago and their size is not as big as yours. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious, what are your goals now with this business? Let's say five years from now. Um, so five years from now. So the goal is to continue to grow, um, to get more exposure, to expand even more into global markets. Of course, we you know advertise heavily in the U.S., but we definitely want to expand outside of that even more. Um, we... So it's it's kind of like I'm at the 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 
point now where there's so many different directions that I can go. And so I'm trying to see over the next few months which ones I really want to hamper down on. Um, but there's options. You got distribution, you know, when you go into, you know, big box stores or um, beauty supply stores. Um, you have just, you know, the taking a ride of venture capitalists, um, you know, um, building those relationships and bringing on strategic partnerships to help you take, you you know, the business to the next, next level. So yeah. there are so many options right now. My focus is just on continuous growth and building out the infrastructure that we currently have so that it can um, be even bigger and stronger than where it's currently at. Um, and so I'm just excited to see... <laughs> Where we will be in five years, wherever it is, I know it's going to be bright. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's amazing to hear that you are so excited about the future and yeah. your business. Yeah. And um, are you already considering an exit in the future or, or are you dreaming about it? You know, and when I first started, and again, like this whole thing has been a mindset journey because you know how you enter something with your limited beliefs or knowledge that you yeah. don't yet have. Uh, I entered and said, oh, my gosh, I would never say I want to be a legacy building uh, business, you know. Um, and then, of course, yeah. as I acquired knowledge and I recognize, you know, the different things like wealth is created through um, exits, all the big brands. Um, that you see or all the top net worth earning people, you know, have um, pretty much sold companies and exited at some point. Um, so that's something that I'm learning more about. Um, I don't have any direct plans to say I want to exit, you know, in the future, but I'm always learning. I'm always finding ways to kind of educate myself and see what's the best scenario, you know, mm -hmm. and outcome for my situation. Yeah. I think uh, us as entrepreneurs, we need a financial education about this topic yes. because it's a very big decision, right? And uh, yeah, take uh, maybe even years to learn about it and uh, talk to many other businesses. I know Ezra talks about it. He also talked about this in my podcast mm -hmm. and he just repeated what you just said, that big wealth is created through exits. Yes. And um, that's what he said in my podcast too. And um, yeah, I think educating ourselves and uh, being slow on this, I think that's that's crucial. Um, I heard I heard a few, you know, nightmare stories about uh, existence. Really? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> you mean like after they've exited? Um, no, no. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, the exit itself. Okay. So. So they built a billion dollar company or nine figure, whatever, you know, big number. Right. And they got a very small portion of it. And there are, there are multiple ways how it can happen. And you want to avoid those. So Yeah. And to your point, um, Kamal, the third guy that I mentioned, he actually has a program entitled Exit Blueprint. And so he mm -hmm. actually teaches the exact process that he went through to mm -hmm. set business um, to kind of make you proactive about it and kind of set up in the, um, you know, in advance. So he teaches all about the multiples and the in yeah add backs and all those things so i think yeah the education piece and like you said the financial piece is lacking and that's the part that most people need to be you know equipped with so that they can make those the, those better decisions when it comes to you know exiting and things like that yeah unfortunately it's not taught in school 
Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. When it comes to school, that's a whole nother topic. Like entrepreneurship itself is like one of those great get it how you live things once you enter the real world because school yeah. doesn't teach any of that. <laughs> yeah. You encounter with real problems in life and mm-hmm. you have to solve them. I have two more questions to you. Um one, the number one. So what are you the most proud of? in this journey if you should highlight one thing what oh my gosh i'm proud of a lot of things but if it's one thing one thing that i'm most proud of would be creating this business from scratch in front of my family i have um, four little Mm -hmm. kids um three sons and a daughter and just them being able to see me build this from from the ground up I'm just imagining what it's doing to their mental right now. That's going to, you know, the seeds that it's planting now that down the line, who knows what it's going to birth. Um, and so I think that's probably the proudest part because it's hard being an entrepreneur and a wife and a mom. But, um, you know, they really give me the strength, the motivation and encouragement to continue. So that's what I'm proud of. Yeah, it's amazing. And the last question to you. So if you could give only one piece of advice to other e-commerce business owners, especially those who are just starting out or thinking about it, what would you tell them? One piece of advice, I would tell you to simply take the leap of faith. Um, (laughs) I heavily believe in just faith and going forward. If a vision is on your mind um, and something is placed in your heart, then that means you've already won that thing. All you have to do is get started. So get started. Don't look at any limiting factors to prevent you from getting started. Once you get the ball rolling, everything just falls in place. Trust me. It just naturally falls in place. But having that belief in yourself is going to be the first step and the first key to get things rolling. Yeah, I can only agree on um i think confidence in yourself and in your product that's huge as well yes absolutely. last week i was in a mastermind there was a guy there i'm pretty sure he's not listening to this one but uh there was a guy there and he was shy to ask for testimonials he his business they sell almond cream it's mm-hmm. like a peanut butter mm-hmm. but uh even better like amazing product like super delicious and uh, everyone was happy, but he was shy to ask for testimonials and uh, just be confident about yourself and your product, especially if you see if you can see the faces that customers are happy. They enjoy the product. So. Yes. And that's something I dealt with. Actually, when you say that the shyness, I'm an introvert. I'm super introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have. I'm shy as well. I'm not as shy as I used to be. But that's one thing with the business. I had to come out of my shell. Um, mm-hmm. Therapy has helped. Um, I've done exercises where it's me versus me. So I, you know, set up things where I look at myself at this point, kind of like weight loss. You know, when you lose, you know, you have a weight loss goal and then you measure it and you miss a pound. So I do that to myself on a mental level. And over time, it helps to build me up more and more. Um, But like you said, confidence is key because part of it is you know, networking, making connections, you have to pitch your business, you have to discuss your business, all those things. And um, I think that really goes hand in hand with the success of a business. So, you know, learning. So, yeah, you're right. (laughs) 
Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing your story today. And thanks everyone who listened to this episode today or later the podcast. If anyone wants to find you and your brand, where they should go. Um, we are found um, strandsoffaith.com, www.strandsoffaith.com on Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. And then my personal account is just Amika Coleman, uh, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere as well. Amazing. Yeah, we will put these links into the description so everyone can uh, find your brand. And uh, thanks again uh, for sharing your uh, story today. If you like this episode, then uh, make sure you like us on social media and uh, you subscribe to the podcast and uh, stay tuned, everyone. Thanks so much for having me.